You keep for your collection. I know you like it. <laughs> Welcome to Karate Kid 2 Minutes, a podcast where we discuss the Karate Kid Part 2, two ridiculous minutes at a time. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. I'm Mel. And joining us once again from Cobra Kai Companion. Welcome back, Peter. Yeah, hello. Thanks for having welcome, me again. Welcome. Yay. Welcome. Welcome, welcome. No, it, it, we're on a two episode streak of Mel actually introducing herself as a third uh, host. <laughs> I think you might have made this happen, Peter. Uh, All I right. appreciate it. I'm tired of introducing. <laughs> I sit there and pause, and then I'm like, she wants me to introduce her yet again. So, <laughs> you guys, so like, late. I listen, and I always do the thing where, like, okay, I'm listening intently. Is she going to do it this time? Nope, didn't do it this time. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's almost a game for me now. Like, is this going to be the episode? <laughs> Yeah. Well, and it's literally written down in my notes. I write down. I wrote down. I'm Robin. I'm Matt. I'm Mel. Like every <laughs> every one of my notes, just in case she's there, and I just expect her to say it. But <laughs> she can't see your notes. It's true. I know. Uh, well, today we are talking about minutes 58 to 60 of the Karate Kid Part Two. They begin with Kumiko giving Chosen a vegetable for free, and end with Daniel trying to focus. All right, so we left off on Wednesday with old glass stomach on the ground sucking wind, and Chosen, <laughs> Chosen and the boys are chuckling and walking off, but Kumiko isn't letting them get out, get away without giving them a quick review of their performance. So she gives them one rotten tomato, yeah. uh, hitting Chosen right in the back. Looks like a pretty fresh tomato, I think, but still. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, it does. Do you think it splatters like a rotten tomato, though? I mean. I don't know. I think it just splattered because it was just so big. Tomato? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, maybe it hurt more because she threw a fresh one. No, oh, maybe. He's going to have, like, spine issues now. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I have some minor insight on this sequence. Oh, oh, cool. Yeah, so for anyone interested, we do have an interview with Yuji Okamoto. Uh, two of them. One where we specifically talked about Karate Kid 2. And the second one was about season three, Cobra Kai. Um, yeah. He did talk about the tomato, but he talked about Tamlin. He, he said that she is very much like a boy or like one one of the guys, or I forget the ex- exact wording he uses, but I was like, oh, uh, okay. I didn't know where this was going, but he said her throwing that, he said it just whizzed right by him. You know, like he, he was actually scared. Like she actually had a, an arm on her, you know? Nice. Uh, yeah. She played baseball. I, that I don't know, but uh, she had a pretty good throw from what I heard. Yeah, I I see this shot and I'm like, I wonder how many takes it took to hit it, hit yeah. it so well. Like, cause she's not like standing close to him. It's like you know several yards away, and uh, and she biffs him right in the back, uh, and then we have to uh, uh, get his reaction all in that, and 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 they do kind of cut because. Um, you know, if you're watching this, watching for every minute uh, discrepancy, when she hits him in the back of the shirt, it is a small mark. But then they cut to the next moment, and the tomato mark is actually uh, much bigger. And I, I, I automatically think that they cut because everybody cheered when Tamlin hit him like dead on. Like the whole <laughs> crew was just like, "Yay!" <laughs> yeah, I, I guess I didn't even think about that, but I, I do wonder if maybe it was um. Uh, something that wasn't as hard, you know, that that she threw and it makes contact. And then when it's up close, they they try to you know kind of trick us that it was actually a bigger uh, impact than it actually was. Mm. 
saying they used a stunt tomato. Yeah, stunt tomato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the the, the up close one explodes more. You know, maybe there's a squib. It reminds me of uh, there's a story from the production of uh, Alien Resurrection. I don't know if you guys have seen that one. Is that the third uh, one? That's the fourth one. Yeah, it's not once. There's this one moment where uh, Ripley, you know, Sigourney Weaver, uh, throws a basketball over her shoulder and oh, like yeah. swishes it in the basket. And they had to cut away from that shot uh, like right after the ball goes through the hoop because uh, apparently um, Ron Perlman like just was like, oh, my God. <laughs> He's totally freaked out that she did that. <laughs> yeah. So I almost think I always wonder if like they it, we, they had that kind of reaction of uh, of because Tamlin hit him so well, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like if you notice when they do cut, uh, you see him get hit. He starts to whirl around to the left, and then they cut cutting closer, and then now he's whirling around to the right. And there's even a little bit of repeated Japanese dialogue that I don't have translation for, but um, I wonder if they're like. You know, it's either Tosh, it's either Toshio or or or, or Taro um, saying something, but it seems like it sounds like they repeat something in that quick cut. I wonder if that uh, that close up you said that he's going the other way. Do you think that it could possibly be reverse footage? Because sometimes they do that too. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe. Could be. I don't know. Um. I, I just assumed they picked the best hit by Tamlin and then picked the best reaction by UG. Right? Yeah. Because when they cut, then they go right into the next part, which uh, – so he uh, gives Kumiko a he, – he's actually surprised. <laughs> and then he gives her – because sees it, it was her. She gives – he gives her a smug look and then rips his shirt off like it's nothing to him and says – uh, you keep for your collection. I know you like it. I, that's the what I was going to use, <laughs> but <laughs> you can say it again. Yeah, yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. One no. of the most badass villain lines of all, in all of movie history, I would say, is yeah, that. Good. <laughs> that line is so good. Great. Oh my god! <laughs> it is so like I don't know. It's such a, like a reversal, and especially like I know you like it. Like oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's, it's chosen down to a T. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and just implying that she has a collection of his his shirts. That well, just him saying that, you can tell that he's just full of himself. Like, yeah. Oh yeah, I I think that's very much like I you know he's saying that because Daniel's right there and Daniel wouldn't like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, he is still he is still like sucking wind. <laughs> he's not even watching them. I don't think. Also, you know, it's the confidence. I mean, look at that physique. I mean, honestly, best physique in all the Karate Kid films could be. I, I would, I would say so. Yeah. Because um, wow. Well, Billy was what seventeen when was he? Yeah. Billy was the youngest uh, uh, of the Cobras during the filming of Part One. Uh, a lot of the other guys were like over twenty already. Um, Yuji Okamoto, I believe, was like early twenties already too. Mm. But, I but actually yes. don't think there are too many shirtless scenes in Karate Kid movies anyway, so... No, unless it's a shower scene. <laughs> yeah, we did have Daniel's shower scene at the beginning. Yeah. We don't yeah, want to yeah. discount that. Um, I don't know if it's just the, the angle he's shot at, but he's like he's got giant like pectoral muscles. And like 
below that, it doesn't seem like congruent with the rest of him. <laughs> like I don't know. He doesn't do leg days. Um, no, I'm I'm very, even talking about below his pecs. Like, like he's it, just got very flat abs. Yeah, he's got like uh, a thin torso and it's like these giant pecs. It, it's got to be the lighting and the angle for sure. <laughs> it could be, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to be. I'd like to look like that. I would. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm not saying he looks bad. I'm just saying is. Just oddly proportioned mm. a little bit, but still looks very good. So, yeah, he doesn't even hand it to her. He just tosses the shirt to the ground, too. Uh, just like, whatever. Worthless. <laughs> it's worthless to me now. You can have it. <laughs> and has a big old laugh. And uh, he and his boys uh, all join in chuckling, and they all walk away. And, yeah, again, they're, like, talking back and forth in Japanese. I wish I had any sort of inkling of what they're saying to each Ooh. other. Do only the evil pe- people j- talk in Japanese in this movie? <laughs> <laughs> Especially now. when they're just talking to each other, yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, the uh, hero characters that are, are good also speak to each other in English instead of Japanese. So, but I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, it's here where I noted actually that it's weird that Chosen is, you know, while Daniel's on the ground, is talking to Kumiko in English. And then walks off talking to his boys in Japanese. Yeah, I, so. I wonder if like maybe there was a direction of like, oh yeah, when, when you can insert, you know, just some native dialogue, just kind of, yeah, you know, give it some realism, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and then, then of course any that also... we get is uh, any that we get is appreciated. Yeah, yeah. because we are filming in Hawaii, so let's let's, let's make it uh, feel more Okinawan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. And also, like what you said before, perhaps he said this to uh, Kumiko, so Daniel hears it. So why would he say that to her in Japanese? Yeah. Um, All right. So after uh, one of the best moments in the film, can't say it enough, uh, (laughs) Kumiko, I always laugh when I see that. It's just so great. I don't know. Um, But I don't know much else I can say about it. Kumiko now kneels down to help Daniel up. And uh, then in this wide shot, as we're seeing the the boys walk away, we see the basket of tomatoes that Kumiko took from. Who left it there? (laughs) (laughs) That is money. (laughs) Maybe that's the designated, like, target practice tomato bucket. (laughs) It's the rotten tomato. uh, They look pretty ripe. I don't know. They do look pretty ripe. They're shiny. They might be overripe. <laughs> maybe they're meant for pig food or something. Maybe they're going to be offered at a shrine soon. Oh yeah, maybe. I, don't know. I mean, we're near the shrine, but they're literally sitting on the side of the bridge. That's where maybe, this basket is. Maybe it was those uh, little girls that were watching them dance. They were coming back to get the tomatoes and like, oh, look at this foreigner dancing. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they, they were getting ready to throw them and yeah. then chosen pulled up and they ran away. There you go. They're like, who should we throw this at? Oh, it's chosen, chosen, chosen the, son. Let's go. That's the designated uh, tomato throwing basket. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the other idea I had about this was that Daniel, of course, has now ruined the vegetable economy for Tommy Village, and that basket was just left there by some dejected farmer. Like, <laughs> you can't sell this more. <laughs> He saw like, Daniel practicing the drum technique and just dropped the basket there and yelled in Japanese, you keep for your collection and stormed out. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and then Daniel, not knowing Japanese, is just like, hi, uh, good to see you too. 
<laughs> yeah, you can borrow it. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I've said this a couple times about Daniel running it, but I really think that chosen scam was his alone and that perhaps Sato didn't even know about it. And now chosen is mad because he's got to keep the vegetable economy going, but now he can't take any money off the top like he was before. That's if you can understand how that scam even worked in the first place. Uh, yeah, I was right. going to say, maybe, maybe Peter can explain <laughs> it to us because we can figure it out last. Uh, last. Um, let's see. <laughs> the weights were fake. They're too light. Yep. They're, they're too light. That would make that. So you'd have to use a lot. That yeah. Would make the I vegetables. I, I feel like it's yeah. backwards. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, I mean, maybe that's why his uncle was so embarrassed. He's like, you can't even like, you know, you can't, you can't even fake people. Right. It's something I've always questioned. And for the longest yeah. time, I didn't even know it was a weight because of how Daniel broke it. I, I, as a kid, I was all like, what is that thing he's breaking? <laughs> is that a snack? Yeah, <laughs> I did. I couldn't, I couldn't figure it that out. I was just like, hey, why is everyone so mad? <laughs> yeah. That's a weird looking vegetable. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, just how easily it snapped. I, was just, well, I, get, I, I didn't know it was a weight. Peter, I, I got to put in a request for you. You, you know, a lot of the creators, so you got to, pose this question to them how did that scam work okay see if, see right. if they can, can try. explain it to us <laughs> i can try maybe i'll even uh tag yuji see if anyone bites yeah. yes <laughs> uh yeah just don't ask uh robert mark Hammond because i'm assuming i'm assuming he just shoot back like an annoyed response <laughs> he's like i don't remember you guys Come on. <laughs> like how he was with some of my questions <laughs> yeah. it's like yo man um, but but uh, again, you you mentioned uh, in one of the previous uh, sequences here. Um, I think it was the first one when you talk, uh, brought up the the uh, Thomas Ian Griffith uh, interview. There was things that I asked, and he's just like, "Yeah, I don't remember." I'm thinking, "Really? Okay, well, it is, it is part three. Because uh, um, I remember when I interviewed uh, the, um, William Christopher Ford, who plays Dennis. You know, he was kind of the same way, like uh, you know, the third one. It just it is what it is kind of thing. So I, I guess they have like some sort of um, feelings about that third movie and maybe just haven't revisited in a really long time. I feel like it's yeah. growing more appreciated. And I love in, that in movie. more recent years. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking forward to evaluating it next year. It's great. I love it. Uh, so we now move on to the next shot, uh, which is Kumiko helping, helping Daniel through the town. And, uh, She's got her arms all around him. And uh, I don't know, the way Kumiko is gawking at him in the background of the scene where Miyagi and Daniel are walking uh, to the cannery, uh, could this have been a huge setup so she could get close to Daniel? Could Kumiko be the real villain of the story? <laughs> She's the Yakuza boss? Yeah. Yakuza yeah. Boss? Yes. I it that way, but now, now that you bring it up, you know, I can totally see it. <laughs> uh, it's the dad I, jokes. I, it's killing uh, her. <laughs> yeah, she's like, I give really her to bad, Daniel. Yeah, just hit him really feet. hard so he stops talking. <laughs> that way, then I will take him back to my uh, my room or whatever. I don't know. All right. Uh, so Daniel is still sucking wind, and he's really upset about what happened. Um, and yeah, he says like he he chased these people, and I'm insulting his honor. I don't get it. And I just. I'm just like Daniel, you don't get that he's a complete jerk, and he might be mad you ruined his scam. <laughs> like, yeah. 
And and like the fact that Daniel is like practicing out in the open like that, like how naive can you be that you took down this guy's big moneymaker and uh, and embarrassed him? And you've heard all this about Sato. <laughs> like, he's learned he's he's learned nothing of actions having consequences from yeah, from the well, first but, movie. That's right. why he, that's why he thinks that if he would just go talk to him, it, they can work things out, right? Uh, that doesn't. No, I mean, like he did that work in the first like, movie. I should just go talk to him. Yeah, <laughs> he goes like no. Uh, and I just, uh, you know, he he did a lot worse than put a hose over Chosen's bathroom stall. <laughs> like, yeah, like that was a he, that was money he was making. That and and he embarrassed him in front of all these people and. Uh, that, that's true, yeah. but he did ruin Johnny's number, you know, so that, <laughs> that that could have cost a pretty penny for a teenager. I think Daniel's just, uh, he's just, uh, like, wide-eyed about uh, Japan, and uh, he's uh, giving everything the benefit of the doubt, and he's like, he doesn't believe that there could be, like, jerks in Japan. And he's mm. like, you know, it's the... It's a great place where nothing bad ever happens, and I'm so excited to go there. And what the <laughs> bad things are happening? <laughs> the first I mean, time he met Chosen, he was crushed, got his hand crushed by him. <laughs> I know. Yeah, he just had a hard grip, you know. But uh, Ch- Chosen's always smiling stuff too, you know. So he just thinks that this guy's so jovial. So, yeah, maybe I'll just go talk to him, smooth things yeah. over. Uh, so yeah, Kumiko now implies that um, he uh, that she and Chosen grew up together. Uh, and he's always been the same. And uh, this is where I'm proposing my first spinoff of my Young Miyagi Netflix series, which is just going to be called Sato. And it takes place 35 years after Miyagi left. It shows Kumiko and Chosen in grade school. Uh, Miyagi Sr. trying to win Sato back from the dark side, and Sato also trying to win Yukie back. Um, And then, oh, yeah. I, w- I was thinking about this, uh, and I-, I wrote that. If you think about it, Karate Kid 2 is actually K- Cobra Kai. Sato's Johnny. Miyagi is Daniel. Sato blames every loss since the big speech on Miyagi. And now Miyagi's back in his life with a new student. I mean, Daniel could be either Sam or Robbie. <laughs> Chosen yeah. is either Miguel or Hawk. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, Peter, I, I expect a, a special episode of Cobra Kai Companion to be all about this uh, this idea. This yeah. newly discovered revelation. There you go. I, I like it. I mean, you know, there's a lot of parallels, obviously, in the storylines and in the Miyagi-verse. Um, that's, that's why, like, I, I think, you know, throughout the show, there is a theme, different but same. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. I'm just picturing Sato, like, drunk in a hotel room on the floor with beer cans all around him. <laughs> Oh, I bet. I mean, how else is his voice so deep? You know, just from all the drinking, just watching Iron Coward. (laughs) Sorry, I had a six pack last night. Uh, So, uh, um, but but oh well, never mind. I was going to reference something later on in in the movie, but it's it's not my minute. So, all right, all right. Well, we'll see. this next part actually hit me a bit as a kid, uh, where Daniel's like, this is the first time I've ever had anybody tell me they're going to kill me. And I think at because of this line, I always thought as like a kid that Karate Kid 2 is like the darker movie. Like, this is not a tournament. 
Chosen is going to kill Daniel, and I believe Chosen could could murder him. Like he's he had, Chosen scared me as a kid. So, <laughs> like probably more than Dutch scared me. Dutch scared me in the first one, and Chosen scared me in this one. <laughs> They're just so I don't know. Uh, they look so unhinged and uh, and ready to really hurt you. Um, Shani looked like he could be won over, uh, but and yeah. Sato once he took those sunglasses off, you could see those. Those eyes are ready to feel some emotions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, everything is ramped up, yeah. So, yeah, uh, another instance of Daniel being the good boy. He thinks you can talk some sense into Chosen. And uh, I was thinking, like, it's just like Daniel on the beach. Like, he thinks he can calm a situation down, but is never equipped to deal with irrational rage. <laughs> yeah, even though he feels it all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Like, and, and it's funny because, like, Miyagi's the same way, but Miyagi can actually defend himself if somebody, like, flips out on him. Um, yeah. He He's goes, never had this he... trouble in Newark. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Judy um, never got that mad at him. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, it's so funny. I saw Sleepaway Camp for the first time uh, <gasps> the other day. And you did? A, yeah. Oh and it, and it's, it, it takes place in like uh, like up, upstate New York, but there is like a real evil girl named Judy in the, in the yes, movie. There is. There and sure all that time, is. I was like, oh, that's Judy right there. That must be Judy. <laughs> oh, she, she got twisted after uh, Daniel left. <laughs> now, is there yeah. any other uh, characters from the Great King Universe in that movie? In Sleepaway Camp? No, no. No, no. no. <laughs> it's just a all like community, community theater kids, I think, <laughs> all, all got cast in that. Um, is, isn't there some camp movie with um, Leah Thompson in it? I don't know. Space Camp. Space Camp. Okay. Completely different movie. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I know there's something here. Yeah. Jaws, Jaws 3 wasn't at camp. Uh, Back <laughs> to the Future. No, no. <laughs> some kind of what? No, no. Um, so, uh, yeah. I, I was just thinking how this is this is why Miyagi teaches pacifism and a fighting style that's for defense only. Like... Uh, he's cooling Daniel the hothead down, but also giving him tools to protect himself from people who you can't talk down from irrational rage. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think Daniel's still not ready to fully defend himself because boy, he runs right into that into that leg. <laughs> but um, yeah, Kumiko says that Chosen would see this as a weakness, and uh, yeah, I think I think she's right. Like Chosen's been itching for a reason to beat up Daniel. Um, and, and Daniel's or like, or kill you. And Daniel's like, I'll ruin your your vegetable scam. Give you a little reason on a silver platter. There you go, buddy. <laughs> um. So yeah, Kumiko uh, now advises him to avoid chosen, and <laughs> this is all sounding very familiar again. Mm-hmm. It's just like cut to Daniel constructing a shower costume to wear to the Abone Festival. <laughs> 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 oh, I thought you're 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 talking about avoiding, as in like running away, like a coward. Oh, coward! And, yeah. and I thought you were gonna say cut to Daniel on a boat to America. <laughs> <laughs> going back, yeah, back to Rosita. Yeah, he said, or bust. <laughs> he says, "I think I'm on the wrong island." Uh, <laughs> I don't know if the, is that implying that Okinawa is too small of a place for him to run away, or is that like a reference of? trying that i tried that with the last bully you know like it didn't work no i, I think that it's a small island yeah. yeah 
This happens to be the island where Chosen is. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I thought I was safe on the road over there, but Chosen keeps finding me. <laughs> yeah, Maybe Trouble is looking for me. Yeah. I was literally near the bell tower, the center of town. Yeah. Um, and, okay, so Daniel and Kumiko get to the gate of the Miyagi home and find Miyagi and Yukie doing the tea ceremony in full view of anybody walking by. Guys, close the blinds. Uh, and I don't know, is this a further slight on Sato? Like, we're together, we don't care if everybody knows. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, sure you would see it that way. <laughs> maybe just peeping toms don't exist in, in Okinawa, and here here Daniel is, you know, introducing it to them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it, it, like, all you have to do is look at the house, and you see them. They're sitting right in front <laughs> of the front door. Like, I don't even know if you could walk in there now. Uh, the table's in front of the front door, so you can't you can't see anything but, you know. Um, so, yeah, Daniel asks what's going on, and and so, and she says, tea ceremony. And again, Daniel strangely trying to explain what something is to someone who definitely knows what it is. Like, before it was like, what is that, a pillbox probably left over from World War II? <laughs> and now he's like, I guess it's an old ritual or something. It's like, <laughs> why didn't he just say, what is that? <laughs> what's a tea ceremony? Like, uh, no, I didn't read I'm just going to assume what it is. In that <laughs> yeah. Okinawan book. Yeah. Uh, Kumiko explains it means they're falling in love again. And, uh, yeah, 11-year-old Robin was, like, gross. Oh, my <laughs> God. Robin. That's this so is, we've, young, if younger people are falling in love, I guess it'd be okay. Mm-hmm. But old people, gross. Old dried-up people. Well, oh, my. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> What a wonderful child you were. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, as a, as as a, an older dried up person. Uh, <laughs> now you know I, how it feels I, to be an old dried up raisin. Yeah, yeah. I I'm, I'm rooting for them. I'm very happy to see them. Uh, you you were scary. like 11 years old. Tea. How sexy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what tea means. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah yeah. I love uh, Kumiko, though. She's a huge fan of romance. She's, you know, she's gushing over the fact that Miyagi and Yukie are back. Because I'm sure, like, Kumiko's heard plenty of dashing stories about Mr. Miyagi, you know. And now uh, she gets to finally. Yeah, you you would have to think so, that she was like a mother figure to her. You know, we don't hear anything about Kumiko's parents, but it sounds like she's been around Yukie a lot. You know, Auntie showed her uh, the dance and all this stuff. Right. So that's it for that scene. Then we kind of transition to the next scene uh, where Daniel, who's probably still upset from the previous night, is doing his breathing exercises like uh, he learned from Miyagi. And uh, I love this. I love this scene, how it looks when it starts out. It's just, you know, it's real peaceful. We got Bill Conti with the Zamfir uh, playing over his score and a nice reflection on the water. And then we see Daniel wearing his Karate Kid bandana. He's just like, yes, he's he's wearing it again. He's the karate kid. Uh, but we also hear a rumble of thunder. Could it be a could it be a warning that something's coming? Uh, maybe not in the next few scenes, but soon. <laughs> foreshadowing, some might yeah, say. Foreshadowing, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know the 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 headband, uh, which comes up um, uh, often, right, on, on the show, but both mm-hmm. in the first movie and the second movie. Uh, now Daniel walking around with that. 
around Okinawa or Tomi Village. I wonder if people look at that and laugh and kind of know what it is and Daniel doesn't, you know, or is it actually like something identifiable as like Miyagi-Do, you know, so. Yeah, I wonder if they're like, you know, uh, oh, well, in our culture, the lotus flower is actually means you're a doofus and you're walking around with the word doofus on your forehead and Miyagi got a good one. And you're carrying a baby rattle. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking real dumb. No, yeah, I don't know. Um, it, the, the bandana came from Miyagi. Um, was it something he made? Uh, was it something from his family um, that he wore? Or, I don't know, what if he just picked it up at a, um, you know, a, a, a store in the mall or something? <laughs> he was just like, I like this. <laughs> he started wearing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and really serves no purpose. Like just like the belt, you know, it serves no purpose with the hold up his pants. This just served purpose of mopping up his sweat. And now he's giving it to Daniel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, you watch this, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's all I have. Uh, I don't know if anybody else else has anything else for these minutes. Not for these ones. No, unfortunately. Did you did you want to uh, say something about something coming up? <laughs> uh, I mean, I definitely have some thoughts on you know stuff that we you know learn in uh, Cobra Kai season three, um, since it does you know kind of reference uh, this movie a lot too. Mm-hmm. You know, just kind of things in hindsight, like oh okay, well they reintroduced this or retconned this in, in Cobra Kai season three, and now we're watching mm-hmm. Karate Kid Part Two a little bit differently now with some of that knowledge. You know, you, you kind of see some, some things a different way. Um, yeah, sure. So yeah, I just don't want to take from any of the, the future guests and and their scenes is all. All right. Well, definitely write in if you hear the episode and go, well, why did they forget to say this? <laughs> I'm gonna write <laughs> yeah, a strongly yeah. worded letter. <laughs> oh yeah, I'll tweet it out so everybody sees. <laughs> uh, at Karate Kid Minute, I didn't like you your go. show. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I don't want to t- anybody to take this as a sign of weakness, but it is time to wrap up for the day. Yes. Uh, thank you so much for uh, coming by, Peter. Uh, always, Absolutely. always a pleasure to talk to you. Likewise. A lot of fun. And thank you guys for having me. And uh, please let everybody know uh, what they sh- what other show they should be listening to. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cobra Kai Companion is a show that I do host with uh, Brianna. Uh, Cobra Kai Companion can be found uh, on YouTube. Where we have, um, you know, uh, some video interviews, uh, some audio interviews. Those were the ones that we did originally on the podcast. But at the time of this recording, 81 interviews. Uh, the last two being, you know, two oh, of the three creators, uh, John and Josh. Um, John Hurwitz, Josh Heald. Then the the latest one was with Thomasine Griffith, uh, who plays Terry Silver in uh, Cobra Kai season four, and also the Gratitude Part Three. Um, talks about, you know, what it was like growing up and how he got into martial arts and how. He just kind of landed the role of uh, Terry Silver. So all uh, all fun stuff, I feel. Yeah, for sure. And uh, definitely uh, stay subscribed as we go into uh, season four on both our podcasts. We'll be uh, uh, talking about that in our own ways. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. Available on all the podcast platforms, really. So you can find us on, um, you know, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. uh, What's the what's the other one? I mean, those are like the two major ones. Yeah, I guess Google. You know, Google isn't our biggest one, but that's available there, too. Yeah. 
All right. Well, thanks again uh, for coming by. And uh, everybody uh, listening, tune in next week when I prove to Matt finally that I'll be the hero he's been dreaming of. And until next time. You keep for your collection. I know you like. (laughs) 